Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? You know, it's funny. As soon as you said that, like, before, you were like, hey, you can't hear my fan. And I feel like I heard it when you started. <laughs> All right. So, fans yeah. off. The fan's okay. off. I'll just be schwitzing. Yeah, you're going to have to sweat uh, for an hour. Yeah. No, things are, things are going wait, wait, wait. Right? Hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. I can make this podcast uh, a little sexier. Hang on one second. I'm going to take my shirt off to cool off. Oh, baby. Here we go. Vamp for five oh. seconds. Oh. So things are going all right. <laughs> things are busy. Up very early to record this podcast because Jason's life is busy. He's never available right. at the times that are convenient for me. Oh, I'm so. sorry. I have to I have to wake up early to record, but it's fine. Well, the like things I, said, I do. This, pod, this podcast just got a lot sexier because the shirt's off. Showing off the guns. Can't see them, but you can imagine them. You're welcome. Little do you know, 6'2 and jacked. That's what I look like. <laughs> Take like a foot off of that. <laughs> <laughs> A full foot. Take take a, shave a few inches off that. Few less less jacked. Add a, add a few uh, yeah. add a few donuts. It's all good. Don't worry go. about it. It's fine. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today is today is the only day. It's Memorial Day weekend. This is the only day I'm doing things. All right. I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm going to be seeing Top Gun again. Again, you're going to see it twice. I'm going to see it next see. weekend because I just great. Couldn't. I tried to see it this weekend in the movie theater by me, which is not very big. Was well completely sold out, wow. so I'm gonna have there to go, go watch it next weekend. Tom Cruise draws crowd, of course. I mean, and Top Gun is, I would say, it's yeah. fun for all ages because it brings nostalgia, and plus, it's you know, it's Tom Cruise in a fighter jet. <laughs> it's like in the, you know, and it's all it's all practical. You put that in quotes because Tom Cruise can't can't fly a jet. Like, come on, guys. No, no, no. and they actually came out and said that he didn't fly the jet. No, because like, he they can't. Wouldn't, they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't no. let him. He wanted. But he did to. apparently. I just saw a headline yeah. that said he got his pilot license. Sure, he did. So like, he was able to kind of when they when they when they uh, recorded him in the fake cockpit. It looked like he knew what he was doing. Of course, because you know he's got and the facial. Him, he's got yeah. the facial expressions, and you can hear the the sound, and you know they're going to say everything's practical. But you know, come on, Tom. Hundred percent. All he's practical. in a cockpit that's in a studio somewhere. <laughs> so maybe now, I, that, maybe even in his house, right? <laughs> like so, who knows? Yeah. We'll talk about it. So we could we'll go more in depth in Top Gun next week. But uh, yes. the fact that I'm seeing it again is a testament to saying that this movie is very good. Yeah. I really liked it. And I saw it in an Alamo, which I is one of my favorite movie going experiences. But this movie needs to be seen on like IMAX or Dolby. So I'm seeing it in Dolby today. Like really okay. excited about that. Because you want to hear the sound the, of the jets and yeah. just the last 45 minutes, man. The last 45 minutes of this movie, <laughs> like, it is crazy. Yeah. And you just got to see it with that sound and the and, and like the best fidelity visuals on the biggest screen possible. What you, do you think will have? have what do you think will have more sequels in the next 10 years? Top Gun or Mission Impossible? <laughs> um. Well, Mission Impossible. They said this is the last one with Tom Cruise. So, well, it, there's two parts, right? So they yes. dropped the trailer for part one, and then they're going to do part two a year later. So I think it, when Mission Impossible comes back, it'll probably be a reboot, I would assume, and whole new crew. So I think, I honestly, after seeing this movie, and hopefully after the next <laughs> Mission Impossibles, and seeing the opening crawl where Tom Cruise delivers a message to people saying, Hey guys, this is Tom Cruise. I'm like, Holy shit. That's Tom Cruise. You look like shit. Um, 
I think I think we're good. <laughs> Tom Cruise needs to enter the um, the dr- the dramatic actor category. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> look, look, I mean, Tom Tom Cruise is is he sixty yet? He's close. And he's not sixty. He's like he's, but he's uh, close. I think he's like mid fifty. Yeah. I don't think he's mid fifties. I think he's late fifties. He's fifty. Oh shit, he's fifty nine. Yeah, yes, I mean. He's he's close in the movie. In the movie, he looks fine. 40. But you can he looks tell. forty. Like when he when he uh, when he has his yeah, I'd say he looks forties, <laughs> mid early forties, yeah. mid forties. We'll say. And when he has, uh, and then there is a scene you see him without a shirt on, and he is. Let me tell you something. He's got those. Uh, you know, we're gonna say sixties abs. Or fifties I mean, abs, you know yeah, what I mean? Like things you know, are kind of things are kind of lumped together. It's not as they like should be. Yeah, exactly. 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking shit about Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. Okay? You know, as Trump would say, no one loves Tom Cruise as much as I do. Okay, he's, he's no the one short does. Person, right? He's a short person's he's, hero. Like, he's the, he's you know, the hero. Tom Cruise yeah, is he your is, height. He's your height, and he does he all this like, cool stuff. Tom Cruise is the. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there and, and there is a $150 million box office gross to back me up. Tom Cruise is the movie star, the movie star. I don't disagree with you. Who's, who's a bigger movie star than Tom Cruise and who actually owns that persona the way Tom Cruise does. Tom Cruise is the shit. All right. He is a psychopath. He is, (laughs) he is short, which is, which makes him one of my personal heroes. But God damn it, and they, but God damn it, the guy commits. He is a phenomenal actor. He's always fun to watch, even in the shittiest of movies. Like I, I mentioned his appearance in uh, Rock of Ages all the time. That movie is a piece of shit. But God damn it, Tom Cruise is incredible in it. Same thing. I mean, you could say the same thing about uh, Tropic Thunder, where that movie's not a piece of shit. That movie's great. But what's the best part about that movie? Stop, again, Tom Cruise. Tom, if you told me to describe Hollywood... <laughs> With with one person, right? If you, if an alien came to Earth and said, "When we were listening to your transmissions, we kept hearing Hollywood. What is Hollywood? Show me one person that I can talk yeah. to to talk about Hollywood. Who do I go to? to who's Mister Hollywood? And I'm gonna go Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> go to Tom Cruise. There you go. Go talk to him. He'll get you sorted. Yeah. And you'll also learn about, you know, the weird side of Harl Hollywood. Well, you'll as well. learn about you'll actual learn about, aliens, right? Like, he, yeah, he'll you'll be learn able about, to... <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you all about it. He'll check your thetan levels. Make sure you're good. Um, make sure, you know, he'll, uh, and you can learn about the cults and the weird side of things. You look at his history, the marriages, the, he is like all drama about that all stuff. But God damn it, that guy delivers on, on screen the way nobody else does. He yes. still can carry a movie. He's just awesome. He is in, and this movie, spoiler alert, is phenomenal. This is a great sure goddamn movie. I'm sure and Tom it is. Cruise is killer. But I'm I cannot emphasize this so much enough. This opening moment where he's like, "Hey guys, this is Tom Cruise. Thanks for coming to the movies." You know, they have those things sometimes because it's like, really, thank you for not stealing the shit or waiting for it to go to Netflix. Like, yes. he he, they have to do this all the time now. Well, because they're trying to get the movie theater back. Right, like I, I would say, yeah. that's that. That's they've been doing this for years, though. Look, they've been doing it for years, but prior to uh, I'm telling you, the, the movie that I'm working on is is a drumbeat for returning to the movie theater. The pandemic, we've lost our way. Streaming is it. not the future of filmmaking. This, uh, I'm saying, this this isn't what I believe. It's what the drumbeat is. Is yep. we need to make movies that get movie people to the movie theater. Right, like it was, it was um, Tenet. Right, 
If you go ask Christopher Nolan, why did Tenet not do as well? It's because of the pandemic and we couldn't get people to the movie theater and I make movies for the movies and it's about the movie going experience. And, you know, if you're a Hollywood person or you're a person that is in this business who makes big budget blockbuster movies, you want people's butts in seats, eating popcorn, drinking sodas or whatever you do at Alamo Drafthouse, cutting chicken with, you know, beer, <laughs> with like a fancy with a fancy pale ale as you're watching your as you're watching your movies. So yeah, I don't I, I don't doubt that. And I've been doing it for I was, years. I was eating chicken fingers and pickle chips. I was gonna I was gonna say chicken fingers, but I didn't want to be condescending. That's why I just went to Well, chicken. they're good. And I, I was just like, you know what? God damn it, I'm in the mood for these awesome ass. I've said it before, Alamo has phenomenal chicken fingers. Now but they that's... also have a great buffalo chicken pizza. They also have great yeah. popcorn and people like their beers. I'm just saying See, they got that's Alamo my is the point. Shit. Like it's you don't it's have to get wanna... up. You don't have to yes. get up and miss anything. They just bring you shit. It's perfect. it's the movie they are trying to make going to the movie theater still a thing, even though ninety nine percent of the world, if you tell them, hey, I'm going to deliver this thing to your house, most people aren't going to say no. They're going to be like, yeah, okay, and then maybe I'll go to the movie theater. But you're going to tell me like I don't have to get off my couch and I could watch anything like Top Gun, right? I could watch Top Gun from my house, but Tom Cruise ain't playing that. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you got to come to the movie theater to watch me. It's on the biggest screen. And it's not possible. the same, and it's not the same. It's and you also, when you're when you're yeah. in New York and you live in an apartment with paper thin walls, then you know we read that story a few a few. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's been a couple, maybe two or three months ago, where we talked about all the sex complaints. Same thing, you know. If you think if you think those noises are making it to the walls, you're goddamn right. You're going to crank up that volume to a certain level. You're going to get complaints. I'm conscious about it all yeah, the time. And that's so, a problem yeah, that only movies. twenty million I, I people have. And, <laughs> and Nolan and Nolan is right. Nolan is right. I don't disagree with him. Yeah, that but he, I, he jumped. I, they yes. jumped too soon on that. Yes. Well, because someone said someone sitting here looking like, well, look, man, we got this thing, and we got to st- we got to start making some money. And I I get it, you know. And some of the pressure was like, is it over? Is it not over? Right? Like the pandemic is now. We've now reached the point, you know, for better or for worse, we've all decided we're done, except for China. China and North Korea are the only two countries that still decide that coronavirus is something to take seriously, sadly, right? Because even here in New Zealand, like I've talked to people who've had it and they don't sound good. They still sound sick. But we're just like, man, man, we fine. The weak. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys, anyways, you're not, you're yeah. not eating that good old American food. Yeah, yeah, the food that the food that definitely keeps you alive, huh? <laughs> you don't you don't have any, you don't have enough corn syrup. Corn is a vegetable, sir. I'll have you know. <laughs> we have vegetables and corn in syrup, all of our yes. corn syrup is in everything. So we got we got we're always getting our servings of uh, of vegetables. But look, man, I don't, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about coronavirus. Okay, I don't want to talk about. I don't <laughs> want to talk about no one in America. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to talk about America. I don't want to talk about current events in the yeah in because the states look, because I'll, there's some weird shit going on. We're not. We're not going to talk about it. Let me tell you something. As an American who is now a dual citizen of another country, they sent my information the day, the day of what happened in Texas happened. Like, I got this beautiful certificate that's like, welcome yep. to, welcome family, you're home. Mm-hmm. Welcome fam, I think is what they're saying now. That's what the kids and, are saying. And, I, and I'm sitting here trying to not watch the news. Going, why do I want to go back to America? Why? <laughs> like, why? Like, look, New Zealand's got its problems. There was actually, you know, there was actually gang shooting and stuff in, in Auckland like a couple days ago. Stuff happens. But it's like, it's like two people. 
And it's, yep. you know, it is what it is. So look, I mean, you know, and then the, the, the New Zealand prime minister happens to go to America at the right time to just be like, hey, we fixed this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I've- Look, here's uh, the very, problem. Very happy the to problem be is, today. Very happy. You, I don't want to talk about it, but you can't fix evil. That's the new, uh, that's the new line from these fucking Oh, you can't fix evil. That don't want to do all anything them, about All them churches and all that, all that religious we got in America, we can't fix evil. We keep can't talking about it, though can't fix evil therefore right. we're just not going to do anything all right well i got some news i got some stuff to talk about serious stuff because really that stuff's going on but in, the, in reality there's more pressing issues and and i will give you a choice now one of these i was just going to designate to our reddish bluish blackish jewish but instead i'll just roll it all in the mix here okay so i'm just going to give you the options here so you you know tell me the order you want to go so we got um we got a picky eater we got winnie the pooh and we got ice cream. I know about Winnie the Pooh. Let's put that last. That's awful. <laughs> what they've done to Winnie is a is a is a crime. <laughs> okay. So right. let's go. Let's go. The first one you said, picky eater. Ice picky cream, eater. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Cool. I like that. All right. Here we go. One of these, by the way, is a reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish uh, landmine. It's not, it's not Winnie the it's Pooh. Not, it's not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Actually, the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh thing. Who knew Winnie the Pooh is a white supremacist? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I mean. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We'll get to that, though. Here we go. Reading from Newsweek. Woman tries first proper meal after 23 years of only eating potato chips. Oh, here we go. Actually, this this news story came out like, oh, no, okay. I just heard about it this morning. A woman who lived on a diet of cheese and onion-flavored potato chip sandwiches for 23 years has finally eaten a proper meal after being hypnotized. Now, how old do you think this woman is? Or do you want to read the rest of the story and then go back to this? Five? <laughs> I mean, I don't... 23 um, years 23. she has eaten. Wow. So how many years... Do you think she's been only eating potato chips? So look, I, I mean, I was never a picky eater. You were, right? And when yeah. did you snap out of your picky eatingness? Uh, college, I snapped out of it pretty quickly. So I would say maybe, maybe close to college age, but a little further. So let's say that well, she's again, like twenty. She's been, she's only eaten this for she's twenty. There's at least I mean, twenty three years. years. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, let's say she's twenty eight. Okay, she's twenty five. So her whole okay. life since she was two, she's only eaten this stuff. Yeah, Zoe Sadler, so, twenty five. Okay, I've I've got okay. thoughts, but read read this story because I looked at this and it's exactly what I would expect. So continue. Yeah. Of Coventry, England, which fair enough, maybe maybe this is the better option. Has munched on Walker's potato chips in buttered and in buttered white bread since she was a toddler. She scoffed two packs of her favorite potato chips every day for more than two decades after other foods left her feeling physically sick. Quote. My mom and dad say I tried other foods as a toddler, but I was always turned, but I always turned up or refused to put them in my mouth. End quote. She said, turned my nose up. There we go. Quote, apparently the only thing mom could get down me were potato chips, which I used to suck until they were soft. I remember being at school when I was little and having potato chip sandwiches in my lunchbox. They were the only thing I liked to eat. I usually had a bowl of dry cereal for breakfast and then a potato chip sandwich for lunch and another one for dinner. Sometimes I'd try other flavored chips because the texture wouldn't bother me. Christmas was always hard for me because I'd never want to eat to eat. I'd never want very much to eat. I'd be able to have a Yorkshire pudding, but never with gravy. 
end quote. After developing multiple multiple sclerosis three years ago, Sadler decided to improve her health and turned to her hypnotherapist, David Kilmurray, for help. After undergoing two two two-hour hypnotherapy sessions, Sadler has been able to enjoy her first taste of fruits and vegetables alongside other foods. She said, quote, I was diagnosed with MS and I just thought I need to get healthier and feel better. I looked around on the internet and read some articles where David had helped other fussy eaters, so I contacted him. We had two two-hour sessions, which I felt like they lasted five minutes each. And after the second one, I was able to try loads of different foods. I can't believe how nice strawberries are. And I even tried a Wagamama chili squid, which was really spicy. Also, Wagamama side, Wagamama, side note, not that great. I'm looking forward to trying <laughs> curry and lots of other different foods. I mean, it's England, quotes. right? Like the, That's the true, one thing they, about England is God. Mm. Like, I mean, for, for a group of people that conquered the world, God, no. their food is their food tastes are horrific. It's bad. It's like as bad yeah. as it can get. It's awful. And they conquered yeah. the world with taste buds of like cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Where it yeah, but well, Wagamama is like this uh Asian they, they do like ramens and they do um uh pad ties. Like it, it's like a, all sorts of different but that's my point. Asian it's like foods. a westernized and, they, and it's a chain, Asian but yeah, it thing. is yeah. It like they showed up in New York and people are like, Oh, it's great, and they tried them like this is not no great. This, this is it. like it's like the Cheesecake Factory of Asian food. Yeah, anyway, it's a so British. Like, it's a hold on. It's a British restaurant chain serving Asian food yeah. based on like yes. If you were to put a guy from Yorkshire and tell him to make Asian food, he'd come up with Wagamama <laughs> with the yeah. name and all of it. Yeah, yeah. Warehouse operative Sadler, who weighs 126 pounds and fits into size eight dresses, lives with fiance Jason Fox, 28, a carpenter. Which Sad- is a weird. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's a weird thing to put in a news story, isn't it? That's a little gross. It's a really strange thing. Well, the, yeah, the, the whole... I, I, yeah, I understand it's about part, food. I'm a, I'm, the fiancé part... Eating. Yes. The fiancé part makes sense. But yes. yeah, it's like you could give weight. You don't have to say which dresses she fits into. Like, why yeah, should you put any of that stuff odd. in there? It's odd. But, but I guess they're trying curious. to say that, like, she's a healthy size. She's not, like, 90 pounds, right? Yeah. Or she's not, like, 80 pounds. Like, she's a, you know, she's, a, she's, a, she's an adult who yeah. just happened to eat no protein for 24 years or 20 well, years. I, I mean, you, you look at the volume that you're eating. Well, I guess the chips themselves. Yeah, there's not much content in, a, in chips, but you're really living on like white, white bread. bread. <laughs> yeah, white bread is your diet. Uh, isn't there? She said butter. Isn't there protein and butter? Is there any protein and butter? There's fat. Making that butter. up. <laughs> there's fat and carbs in her diet. Okay. She didn't have much protein. Well, here, this is why the part about the fiance is important. Sadler was also motivated to overcome her obsession with potato chip sandwiches in time to enjoy a hearty meal at her wedding next March. She added, quote, I really don't just want to be eating potato chip sandwiches on my wedding day. Now I'm looking forward to planning our wedding day menu with Jason, end quote. London-based therapist and hypnotist David Kilmurray hypnotized Zoe after diagnosing her with avoidant slash restrictive food intake disorder. A-R-F-I-D for short. He said, quote, huge credit to Zoe on her recovery. Her progress has been phenomenal and has suppressed my expectations. In a very short amount of time with myself and at home, she has been calmly eating new meals and incorporated many new high-grade fruits and vegetables to her safe foods list. Recently diagnosed with MS, it is dangerous for her to live on a diet of just potato chip sandwiches, even if you counteract it with exercise. Straight after hypno, straight after hypnotism in the chair, Zoe was open to trying new fruits and vegetables, including cabbage, blueberries, and left with a pot of nuts, cranberries, and several other foods, which she excitedly ate. End quote. Your thoughts? 
So look, first of all, I'm happy for her, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. The things I'm going to say are, are mostly in jokes. It, it's not at her expense. I'm sure no, go for it. Just, all just, rip, of, just dig in. All, all people have all sorts of mental blocks and hurdles, and you know, and she's. Yeah, I didn't know that her. was a thing that uh, ARFID. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people who like avoid foods and and look. I, I mean, I'm going to say something that is possibly uncouth. Go for it, but. I I I think this is this is a new culture of not kind of forcing your kids to do different things. Like I, I'm sure maybe they're leaving some some stuff out, but it seems like her parents gave up quite early. Yeah. Like how many kids go like I don't want to eat fruits and vegetables, and as a parent, at some point you have to go. You're not leaving this table until you take at least two bites of that broccoli. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. most people who are over the over the age of thirty five, and that's me just being a little a little lenient with that. I'm sure I could probably say most people over the age of thirty, but most people over the age of thirty five have at least had a parent sit them at one point and go, "You're not leaving this table. You're not going to eat anything else until I need two bites, two, or at least three, something." Right? Like, and it feels like her parents here were just like, "Oh." yeah you know she she just likes chips so we're just gonna keep buying chips and yeah so like at some point i'm assuming this is uh it's just parents just being like "Mm," you know it's what she blaming the parents blaming the parents i am blaming the parents because look i mean i'm assuming that her ms is because of this Right, I like I'm assuming that eating knows? potato chips for 23 years, neither can I. But I'm going to assume that eating a diet of potato chips and white bread for 23 years is going to give you some type of health problems. Yes, I don't think I you're going to come out of that. that yeah. You're not going to come out of that, you know, picture perfect yeah. health. So no. look, while yeah, it's so like I'm happy that she's, but this is to me a testament, and I've I've been telling people this every once in a while, because in New Zealand this is illegal. You cannot spank your children. You can't touch them at all. Wow. It's against the law. Mm-hmm. And I think every once in a while, child just needs a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> just once. I'm not talking about beating your kids. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about a good old look. I'm, I'm going to give you a... They might, be, they might be checked. I think this is an important <laughs> life lesson that we seem to be missing with the next generation of kids who feel like there are not consequences for their actions. Because I think that's the point. It's it's it, it again. I know what I'm saying is going to sound barbaric and awful, but I think, yeah. but I think you have to realize at some point of your life, there's always somebody who is going to put me in check. There's always yeah. a bigger, faster, stronger, smarter thing out there that is going to put the fear into me that I might need to do things that I don't like. It's like a cornerstone of life <laughs> because I I kind of feel like we're getting a point with generation who just feels like there's no consequences. And I feel like at some point everyone learns, like, yeah, you know, look, I, I don't, you know, I wasn't a fan of the of the of the spankings, but you look back and go, you know what? In real life, if I would have done that, I probably would have got my butt beat. You know, some guy <laughs> would have got out of his car and, and and put hands on me. And I just and I feel like that's a that's a that's a overall metaphor for life of you're gonna have to do things that you don't like. Like nobody wants to go to school, nobody wants to eat vegetables. Right. Yeah, nobody no. nobody yeah. really wants to do this stuff. But at some point you, you you grow up and you start to learn that okay, there's a reason why I do these things. You learn to love the vegetables, right? You love to learn school. Some of us do. 
You learn to love the process of some of this. And I feel like this woman was given a free pass. And thankfully, I'm sure that she probably had a fiance that goes, look, I'm not your parents. And you got to eat something more than potato chips. I can't have a wedding where at the front of everybody's table is a big old bowl of potato chips. I can't do it. She seems to make it sound like it's her idea. Of course she does. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she does. (laughs) Of course she does. Oh, you know, I fixed it and everything's great because of me. And her her fiance is probably like, I told her I wasn't doing this if we were going to sit here eating potato chips and, and, you know. and and You got to imagine like what what those dates were like. Hey, you want to grab a drink? Do they have? I mean, I'm sure uh, she probably drinks. I mean, she's English. (laughs) She's English. The English like to drink. I'm sure she can drink. It's the food we're talking about. So I'm sure. Yeah, you want to get some dinner? Ooh, do they have? uh, Do they have white bread? And uh, I can bring my own chips as long as they have. (laughs) Or do they they have have chips? I can bring my own bread. That's true. I can bring. I can bring both. If I need to bring both, I'll pack them in a bag. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like you know, it left her feeling physically sick. It was like, yeah, like they said they tried other food, but then like refused. And like at some point, you know, you kind of have to tell, like you got to keep working that as a, as a parent. And I just feel like they kind of yeah. gave up and then they were like, we don't have to deal with this. Just give her the potato chips. And then they just kind of let it get out of control. Like she would eat pudding, Yorkshire pudding, but not the gravy. Yeah. It's like she was just a picky eater. And I think at some point, probably getting a health diagnosis and someone was like, well, see, you, you know. If you eat more than just potato chips, you'll probably start feeling better. So, yeah, yeah. hypnotherapy or not, I think she wanted to start eating different foods. Yeah, and so I, I don't I, think hypnotherapy fixed her. I think she had the you know she had the willingness to start eating like a like an adult. And here you go, and now she's better off for it. Do you believe in uh, hypnosis? I believe in hypnosis if you come into something wanting to solve the problem. It's a lot like tarot card reading. It's about all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like all those things do is give you options to open up about the things that actually bother you or to fix the things that you actually want to fix. If you don't want to stop eating potato chips and white bread, hypnotherapy isn't going to magically fix you. But she so like when there wanting to solve a problem and the guy was like, hey, okay, let's do some hypnotherapy. And she came out being like, I really want to solve this problem. So. So the people that go up on stage and bark like a dog after being hypno after being hypnotized, they want to go on stage and bark like a dog. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, for me, but I I was a picky eater, but never this bad. And it's funny because my family—I've mentioned this before—my family will still give me shit about how picky I am. But oh, how the tables have turned! And you eat all sorts of crap. <laughs> I eat everything, and they—they they are the ones who are, and they'll still bring it up. It's like, well, wait, you guys can't talk shit about me now. Well, that's what happens. I mean, mean, that's what I remember back in the day. Oh, you would only eat. It's like, yeah, uh huh. (laughs) What about today? (laughs) They don't remember today. They want to bring up the past and and make fun of you. The past while you're there with your, you know, whatever the hell you've brought to eat or whatever you're eating, you know, potato chips and white bread. I tell you what, I got got the gasoline, I got the fire, I got everything to burn it all down. But you know what? Today's not that day. If you were to it's make not a that comedy, day. yeah. If you were to make a comedy sketch about a bunch of white people in England, what well, what do they eat? <laughs> they eat potato chips and white bread, which is unfair. vinegar. I mean, they're putting vinegar, vinegar on things. And yeah, look, yeah. I mean, the, the the only thing that saved British cuisine is Indian people, because there's more Indian restaurants, I think, in in the UK than anywhere else. Yeah, love like, a good curry. In, Indian people migrated to 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 the UK and they fixed their food. <laughs> 
So and fix it. it they're it, just like, yeah. How about we're an not going to eat this crap? We're going to make our. <laughs> we're going to bring some curry and some spice and some gravies and some vindaloos and some Ooh. and some uh, oh. tandoori's. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. Me hungry. Oh, like baby, they, they went in there. So you know what? Love Applaud, a good vindaloo. You know, even though the Indian people did not ask to be occupied by by Britain for you know hundreds of years, they sure did migrate to Britain and fix that awful food. <laughs> I went to this uh, this awesome Indian place in Manhattan called uh, Bengal Tiger. Went there with a uh, with a coworker of mine, and he's like, I, "I'd like the vindaloo." And they just looked at him like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> it's very spicy. He's like, uh, yes. "Yeah, yeah, I think I do." And they're like, All right, "It is very spicy." I was like, "Dude, I've had it before. It's not that bad." <laughs> so yeah, but man, good vindaloo. Oh, you can't beat it. I mean, in- well, Indian food is Indian food's good. So yeah, let's let's see. Uh, so look. Hats off to her. Congratulations on the engagement and the wedding. And let's hope uh, let's hope we never hear from her again. She was a happy life eating, you know, fish, uh, eating, you know, fish and chips and, you know, whatever it is, beans on toast and <laughs> spotted dick and all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, got to have the there. spotted dick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's hope she has a long life. That's her, uh, that's her wedding. That's her wedding dessert. Spotted dick. Yeah. Take that so, yeah. for a double entendre. Oh, all right. That's gross. All right, let's talk about some ice cream. And wouldn't you know it, this is the reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish landmines. Here we go. Reading from CNN Business. Fake news. Business fake news. Walmart apologizes for selling Juneteenth ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm going to send you this link. This is going to be great. Can can, can I tell you a Juneteenth story real quick? Please. I would love for you to tell me a Juneteenth story. Juneteenth is actually on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> my birthday oh, is Juneteenth, right? So cool. imagine someone That's what we're celebrating, now, right? Isn't that what Juneteenth is? Yes, it's my birthday. So yeah. the thing is, the fact that it's on June 19th, <laughs> and for the first 20 years of my life, right, <laughs> June 19th was just a day, <laughs> right? It was just a day. And then all of a sudden, it's like... June 19th is the day that, you know, in 19, 1960, or 1865, sorry, 19, I mean, maybe 1965, 19, 1865, 1865, the day that the day that the Union arrived in Texas to inform the slaves that they had won the war, right? So, like, it's not even so much that, like, it celebrates the end of slavery. It's just the day that Texas found out that slavery was, like, the last yeah, it was, like, possible the last, people. Yeah, yeah, yes. the last state. But it's just out. interesting for the fact that Juneteenth is is on my birthday and the fact that this has now become a national holiday. And so my company now has American employees who get Juneteenth off. So they've got employees in New Zealand who work for an American company who get this day off and they have no idea what it is. And so I have now vowed I will never work on my birthday again, ever. Because it's a national holiday in the U.S. for the day yep. that they freed the slaves. I'm not working on the day where the slaves were freed. Sorry. So I've got it in my calendar. I've taken it off. And they're like, Kiwi people are like, well, what do you mean you're taking off? The-? Because it's Juneteenth. And do you know what Juneteenth is? And then I have to explain it. So that is my Juneteenth story. Happy birthday to me and happy freedom of freedom from slavery for also me. <laughs> so- well, g- well, good news. They made, they made an ice cream for your holiday. You're Wonderful. Great. Walmart's attempt to commemorate Juneteenth with a new ice cream didn't go over so well. (laughs) The company (laughs) is apologizing for selling Celebration Edition Juneteenth ice cream under its great value label. The branding sparked a a backlash with many people on social media. Quote, 
share and celebrate African-American culture, emancipation, and enduring hope, end quote, the label on the red velvet flavored ice cream red. And by the way, this is not the full uh, flavor. It's red velvet with a, oh shit, this isn't even the right thing. All right, I got to look up what this is because it's like red. It actually sounds very good. I'm sure it's delicious, but. Yeah, yeah. hang on, I got to find the, uh, I got to find it. Well, I'll find it later. Yeah. Here we go. Quote. Juneteenth holiday marks the celebration of freedom and emancipation, and quote, a Walmart spokesperson said in a statement, quote, however, we received feedback that a few items cause concern for some of our customers, and we sincerely apologize. We are reviewing our assortment and will remove items as appropriate, end quote. Other Juneteenth-themed items that appear to be on sale include party plates, according to a tweet. One critic on Twitter said the ice cream highlighted why it's important to have diverse voices at the table when making strategic business decisions. When you don't, you end up making costly, foolish mistakes, the tweet said. Others on Twitter, I love like Twitter journalism. Others on Twitter were encouraging (laughs) shoppers to buy black owned cream malicious ice cream from Target. CNN affiliate WRAL-TV in Raleigh, North Carolina, found the Juneteenth ice cream at a local store. However, when a reporter tried to buy it, it was unavailable for purchase. A store employee told the channel that they are throwing the ice cream out. Juneteenth on June 19th is now a federal holiday after President Joe Biden signed a bill last year. It's the oldest U.S. celebration of the end of slavery, marking the day in 1865 when Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas, and informed residents that the Civil War was over and slavery abolished. African-Americans and others have long marked the anniversary, much like the 4th of July, with parties, picnics, and gathering of family and friends. Then now let me find what the actual flavor of ice cream is, because like I said, it sounds very good. Now, there's there's a few things that I want to I want to do here. Mm hmm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the the, the evil white corporation <laughs> the benefit of the doubt here. All right, here's the ice cream flavor. Before we okay. continue, because it might impact yes. your decision, your opinions. Swirled red velvet and cheesecake flavored ice cream. Come on, that sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I want. Okay, throw. so to get back to my point, right? <laughs> I like your tongue. <laughs> to get back to my point, I'm gonna give the evil white corporation uh, the benefit of the doubt here. Mostly because they do this for every holiday, right? They 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 try to find a way to market and consumerize, if that's a word, or to commercialize or to capitalismize every holiday we have, right? And specifically, summer, right? You got Fourth of July. That's right. Right, you got Memorial Day. Memorial Day. You've got you've got Veterans Day. Right, those are kind of the block of holidays that were coming up over the summer. Labor Day is at the end, right? Labor Day is at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you've kind of got all of the America holidays, right, in this time yeah. of year. That's right, and it's all the same merchandise, right? It's all red, white, and blue. It's all stars and stripes. It's all you know, you know, happy, you know, happy America. You know, America, we're we're great. We're we're remember, we're remembering our fallen soldiers and we're celebrating our freedom. And now you got a holiday that is specifically black and specifically something you can market around that is not just let's wave the flag. It's almost anti-wave the flag, right? As a holiday. It's almost like let's do something different. And so to me, this was just money. The money was working here. So I don't think it was done in any sort of racist way. I think they probably tried their best 
to make it like if I look at the color, the cover of this ice cream, right? There's all different types of black skin, right? It's not just like, you know, let's have one. Bla- it's all different types in different countries. And, you know, I, I feel like they kind of did a good job as far as like the advertising of this. They tried their best for for a white corporation trying to make money. The problem is this is uniquely probably a holiday that's new that people have fought for for a long time to make a holiday and specifically where the country is now. Is something you probably just should have stayed out of. You should just let the black people own this one, like for a while, yeah. right? Let let the tension sit for a minute. So specifically, sort of like you know, I, I clicked on one of these tweets, and it's like, yeah, look, I mean, this this person is saying, hey, buy this cream malicious ice creams because it's black owned. Like Walmart should be doing more of that, which is, hey, we're not going to make, we're not going to grab our great value brands and our things to get in this game. We're going to reach out to other people and go like, hey. We're going to put your products front and center and maybe explain a story behind why you should buy these products in our stores, right? Like they should come up with some type of thing where you reach out to Cream Malicious, you reach out to Patty LaBelle and those delicious sweet potato pies. You reach out to all of the people making all the all the African Americans making, you know, black owned goods. And you put those front and center and you possibly take some of the percentage in the cut that you normally would off of these things, right? Like there's other ways to do this. And I think, unfortunately, Walmart did the most Walmart thing, which is they have a marketing department. And there's probably a couple of black people in that department as well saying like, hey, let's make something for Juneteenth. And I think when it comes from the face of a corporation, it's never it never goes over well because it's always like, well, now you're trying to capitalize our pain. And it's like, no, they're just trying to capitalize on everything, <laughs> Your pain, next person's pain, Mexican pain, Asian pain. They're trying to calculate, you know, they're trying to make money off everybody. So yeah, that those are my general feelings of I don't and again, unfortunately, Twitter is like, let's pick up our pitchforks and burn everything down. Twitter is not a real place. It's not. It's a great place for people to go up there and complain very loudly about stuff. But, you know, I think the I think the thought and the sentiment is there of like you shouldn't be making you shouldn't be capitalizing on something that is uniquely black that you know is the first time it's a public holiday is in you know three weeks so yeah it's my feelings your thoughts your thoughts are are you going to try this i can't they're throwing it all away and it sounds no, not delicious. this one are you going to go buy some black owned ice cream go find that cream delicious let's find it let me see what kind of flavors they got i'm very picky when they've got this creams. they've got this Writer's Rain Velvet Cheesecake flavor that they are saying is exactly what they ripped off. Like, this already exists is the problem, right? Like, I just sent you the Twitter link. Let's say, oh, my God, this ice cream looks delicious. Yeah, like the ice cream in the right. forget that. What do we got here? They got got matcha ice cream? It's got big chunks of chocolate. It's got, like, uh, you know, it looks like it might be pretty good. Chef-inspired, right? Red Velvet Cheesecake flavored with fudge chunks of cheesecake This caramelized pound cake one sounds awesome, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, I think you should go find some Cream-alicious ice cream. That is right, the story. Where do they, they got it? Our st- our store. Where can I get it? Let's see here. You got to be able to find it in New York. There's enough black people in New York. <laughs> yeah, well, they might they might not. And they it's at Walmart. Be. I don't I even know where it is. Get it at Walmart. There's where what? can I get it? It doesn't even say where I can get it. Pre-order. Everything here is Target. pre-order. I can't even buy them. Get it at Target. Oh, they got a Target. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll go pick some up. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Come back cool. and let us know. Like, there, slap your mama banana pudding. Wow. That's aggressive. It is aggressive. aggressive. aggressive So I'm 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 gonna read the one two. But unfortunately, the thing the thing that's coming soon, the thing that I want, I like you. The one flavor I want, which is coming soon, is the strawberry fix in a crunch cake. They got a lot of they got a lot of flavors, and the names are great, right? To slap your mama banana pudding, right as rain red velvet cheesecake, porch light peach cobbler, 
Uncle Charles Brown Sugar Bourbon Cake, Aunt Poonie's Caramel Pound Cake, Grandma Gigi's Sweet Potato Pie, Thick as Thieves Pecan Pie. Like, you know, come on now. You got to give this woman who's Can you read me this one? How do you pronounce this? What's this? Peace and... Oh, peace oh and quiet. Oh, peace and, I was peace and say, quiet. Maybe you just need to send me this before you get in trouble. <laughs> what you peace. It just says, but it's quiet. It's spelled Q-U-Y-T-E. Yeah, peace and quiet. Okay. <laughs> and then this uh, white chocolate blondie one. Baby, listen. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I like these. And I like I like the attitude. And I like how white I, I'm celebrating all this I, shit. I, I like, yes, you sound very <laughs> white. But you know what? But that's all right, though. Give You know, on Juneteenth, on my birthday... Go find yourself a pint of cream delicious and let me can know I how. Go, it can I go earlier? Sure, you can go earlier. Don't let me stop you. It's from it's from Elizabeth A. Rogers is the executive che- chef. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what Walmart should have done because I believe they oh, actually yeah, sell them in oh, Walmart wait a minute. as well. Hang on a second. They're not in New York. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they're like if you look at this map, it's all in. The it south. just stops. There's just like a big wall between I'm like, in the south. If you, right? draw line, like if you draw a line, if you draw yeah. a line between Buffalo and Virginia Beach, you will just see it. And then you just it's everything to the west of that. There is nothing to the east. Well, it looks like you got to go take damn. a trip. You can order this. Uh, oh, though. I think damn you can, it. that's how I, I think you it. can. I think you can order them. I think you can get them delivered to you. OK, which is enough. interesting. Like, how are you going to deliver ice cream? But you know what? Twenty twenty. My favorite right? ice cream. My favorite ice cream flavor in the world is in Portland, Oregon, and they ship. And you could get like, and I try to get people to go in on an order because it is expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, shipped, and it's like it ends up being like twenty dollars a pint because you got to ship it, it with um with uh, like what you call it? Yeah, dry ice Packs and stuff. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, this is good, and I like this website too. They got this cool little uh, overlay thing where it goes from like a peach pie to uh to the peach ice cream. By the way. Not a peach pie fan, so that doesn't do much. It's just too soggy. Now, what I don't like about this website is the music auto plays. Now, the music is good. I can't even hear it. This music on the site, Wait. but do not so creammalicious.com. Do not. I don't care who you are. I'm on the website. Do not, I haven't heard anything. Do not auto play music. <laughs> yeah, don't auto play music. Don't auto play video. We'll, we'll, we'll make that decision. So it's got a beautiful looking advertisement banner that looks delicious. This makes me want to eat some ice cream at at six fifty six in the morning. Oh yeah, this montage of like the these cherries falling into uh, yeah, it's, whatever oh, kind of man. red mysterious. I, uh, I would deliciousness. like. I would like to be one of these cherries diving into this red mysterious deliciousness. Just cover me is what I would like. Yeah, it does look like a good time. They're having a great time. So yeah, so yeah, okay. that should be what the story is. Cream delicious you know, ice cream. Got it. Walmart is a terrible, you know, it's an awful corporation killing our planet. But yeah, sure. Let's instead uplift cream delicious. Yeah, but I'll say here in Walmart's defense, I'm right there with you. Like, when does it become okay to capitalize on a holiday celebration? Because you got to give it some time, are, especially a holiday like this. But you're right? also like, you got to give it some time by selling this. Aren't you also helping raise awareness for people who would just be walking down the ice cream aisle and they're like, "What's this? Juneteenth? What the hell is that?" And they, then they look it up. Like, the, oh the, shit! The I'm problem is when you when you do that as a corporation, you have to you have to basically give the money back to the to the to the people that it affects right like for 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 memorial day 
usually when there's things, it's like we're gonna we're gonna dedicate you know we're gonna deliver X amount of the proceeds to our veteran society, right, to help veterans with mental health, right? Like you don't really advertise Memorial Day like come get a a crack in Memorial Day, whatever, right? Like it's always like this is a day of celebration, oh, Fourth of July, day of remembrance. But Fourth of July is, I mean, that's so long ago. That's what I mean, time. What about every religious holiday? What about Easter? We got bunnies, and that was the day like a dead dude came back to life, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, but again, time, That's a right? Big that difference. was that was Hanukkah? thousands of thousands of years ago. Thousands of years, right? Bunch, and it's yeah. been a holiday for thousands of years. Fourth of July has been a holiday since the Fourth of July. This has been a holiday since last year, since Joe Biden was president. You so you got to give that? it some time. Give it like give it year? like twenty years, and then we can have like the you know come get your Juneteenth couch. So what about the plates? <laughs> what about the plates things? Paper plates? We put in the kibosh on that too. I think you just have to chill for a minute before you. So capitalize. like when you're having when I'm having my <laughs> Juneteenth party, all right, I'm having my Juneteenth cookout. Too far. Can I get a check on that? Am I cool? Am I it was, safe? It was it was funny. I, I okay, look, good. So it, there we go. You left. Give right? it Genuine time. Laugh. Yeah. So like, like but then, so you're telling me I just gotta time. have plain white plain white plates? Give it time. On Juneteenth? Yes. Give it time. Give it like five years. And then you can go you can come dressed in a dashiki and everything. But what if it was okay? So Walmart can't do it, but black-owned businesses can put out their Juneteenth merch. Yes, that's my point. Is let the okay, black people it. do it first. Okay, let so us we're not, make money off overall, of. Got it. Okay. Here's the here's my point. Right, we're we're yeah. all we all want money in America. It's capitalism. We're all trying to get to the biggest They're amount communist. we can put in our bank. Right, that's communist. what we want. So let the black people get a crack at at financially marketing their holiday first. And then you can come in, but don't start Walmart because this is pretty much it's the same thing of like, well, here comes the big corporation making money off of our pain. And most black people don't even like most people are like, what? What's Juneteenth? Most black people don't know what it is, but let the black people who do let us capitalize off of it first. That's it. And then come in in like five years and like make, you know, here's your dashiki to wear to your Juneteenth party to your Juneteenth cookout. Like <laughs> then you can do it. But for right now, just chill for a minute capitalist white people chill relax let black people make some money first for once so that's probably my point. Good in a, i'd probably look good in a dashiki i mean black people couldn't even make money off a of rap until eminem came in right like th- i mean that's my point <laughs> just like chill white people just relax like you'll get to the money just relax for a minute let cream malicious get their ice cream flavor out there to the world on 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 a real black friday right like let's just <laughs> let's just chill so Walmart, back up. Just Stand give down, it like Walmart. give it till Stand 2030. Down, yeah. And then you can get your your Juneteenth plates and your Juneteenth plushies and all the other crap you want to sell. Just relax. So that that that's my takeaway on this. Okay, fair enough. Chill I'm out. I'm not in a position to argue, so I won't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's, let's talk about let's talk about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh God, this story is awful. It's so bad. It's wild. This is so crazy. I saw this and I could not believe it. Reading from Dread Central, a site that I am horrified to now be in my history because I really hope I don't get any recommendations from this. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, violent new horror film reworks a childhood classic. Pooh is back with a mallet is how this article's headline goes. A mysterious upcoming horror film titled Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey has appeared on our radar today. And we have questions. The very indie horror title is reportedly in post-production from writer-director Reese Frake. 
Frake Waterfield and stars Amber Doig Thorne, Maria Taylor, and Danielle Scott, according to the project's IMDb page. The film is a grisly retelling of the Winnie the Pooh legend. Check out images from the film below. I mean, there's images here. You can look those up. Winnie the Pooh is, is a famous fictional anthropomorphic teddy bear written into existence by English literary legend AA. But you don't need, you know this already. Um, but basically what happened is that Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so then after that, they continue. Now the bear is back and he's got a brand new look. He also doesn't seem to be up to any good from what we can tell in these official stills from Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which is a great title, by the way. While not much is known about the forthcoming horror film, the images are giving off a very indie your next energy from the barnyard animal masks to a message in blood smeared across the windows. And then there's also like girls sitting in uh, hot tubs. Lastly, oh, never mind. They don't, they don't have any of that stuff. But what happened is that I guess Winnie the Pooh entered public domain in January of this year. So this is happening and I don't know how or why, but this is where we are. What did you think when you first saw this? I mean, I'll be honest. Like the last week hasn't been great. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And seeing this is just like, this is the decline of our, like if you were ever to like, if you're an end of days person. Yeah. Right. Like if you are always worried that things are coming to an end and the world is, you know, it's hell and we're all going to be, you know, climate change and, you know, murders and war. And then you see this. Yeah. And you see blood and honey. Mm-hmm. And your immediate thought is just, why? Like, do we mm-hmm. have to do this? Like, really? Like, I, I just, I don't see the point. Like, I get it, right? Because, like, doing doing this type of stuff is fun. And it's, you know, it's horror film and it's satirical and it's all the things that you want for filmmakers to be able to do. Because, like, you know, there's humor in some, you know, dark, twisted things usually. But these days, I don't feel so much like having dark, twisted humor about Winnie the Pooh. Right? Like, it's just one of those things that I'm just like, I didn't think about Pooh and Piglet becoming serial killers. Yeah. Like, it's just something that never crossed my mind. And yeah. so it's like, you know, like, I just feel like now's not the time, <laughs> right? Like, give it, again, I think everything that I'm going to say today is just time. Give it time. Like, now's not the time. Like, wait. And sure, it's funny, and there's some real sick, twisted people out there, but sick, twisted people are really kind of hurting us right now. We need less of those people. Yeah. We need more happiness in the world. We need more fun stuff. We need more inspiration. Like, stuff. we need like, more uh, Winnie like the Top Pooh, just not blood and honey. <laughs> we need more just... <laughs> A big old fat bear with no pants eating a jar of honey. We don't need him wearing overalls going to kill some poor innocent woman in her hot tub. Yeah, it looks like some Hotline Miami stuff is going on here. Yes. That's what it looks that's like. that, and, and again, that is the, the animal that came mask, to my yeah. mind, which is, which is awesome. But also, like, not, you know, not the time to be releasing, like, you know, like, come on, guys. Like, let's, we gotta, we gotta ease up a little bit. We gotta read the room. And I feel like this is one of those things that... Yeah, but the you know, we, room says that people like this kind of shit. Which is part of the problem, isn't it? Well, sure. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, you talk about you talk about making money and the market and all that stuff. This is... Uh, it, what was that movie that came... Well, I guess it didn't do that well. But there was an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Like, yes. Like in that kind of vein. Or what was the other one? Um something and something and uh pride and prejudice pride and prejudice and zombies was probably the first example of this right yeah so 
look, I'm looking at this IMDb. It's just, and it's just a little, it's just a little much, right? And I think specifically this week it was a little much, right? Like we've all, I think we've all had enough just pain violence, and awfulness. Yeah. The last, the last three months has been horrific. Even for capitalism, it's been horrific. But of course, everything turns into some type of political argument. And so now this is, oh, look at the, look at the, you know, the the, the beta lefties who can't take Winnie the Pooh in some in some satirical fun. And then it turns into that. And then here we are, you know, arguing over Winnie the Pooh being a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking through the people involved in this movie. And I'm looking at this girl, Amber Doig Thorne. This woman has 45 acting credits already. Just be my And <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one of them are not even released yet. They're either completed and not released, or in pre-production or post-production, which is wild. She's got a lot of other credits, but I do want to talk about this director, mm-hmm. who he's got this credit. He's done. He was a writer on this movie. He did visual effects. He was the composer. And he was in the editorial department of a movie called Alien Abduction. But more importantly, he's got another movie coming out next year called Dinosaur Prison. <laughs> and I don't know what this is. I don't know anybody who's been involved in this thing, but they all got headshots. But God damn it, I am more intrigued by Dinosaur Prison than I am <laughs> by Winnie the Pooh, Blood and but- Honey. Like, is this a prison for dinosaurs or is it a prison run by dinosaurs by dinosaurs yeah or is it like you think that's what's the prison happening? and now you have to run away from dinosaurs right like that's the mm-hmm. gig where it's like you're on death row but instead we're going to put you in jurassic park <laughs> that's cool i think but it's there's one line here that says a prison that has caged dinosaurs that's literally the only information they have on imdb but i don't believe it i don't know what i can't really believe it because there's no there's not even a, a poster image there's nothing but I'm more interested in dinosaur prison and that may get a boost up following whatever the hell this Winnie the Pooh movie is. But yeah. And look, the, the, the sad thing is as well, right? This reminds me of that piranha movie, the piranha 3d movie or like the, the beaver movie. Right. And (sighs) it's just like, let's find some poor, you know, gorgeous looking women who want to be in Hollywood and put them in a horror film where we put porn stars in that movie too. I mean, this this is my point. This is why this is just gross, but Mm -hmm. I'm also not, you know, I'm also not going to tell people not to make stuff, right? Like that's, and I would say that that's the point I didn't get to is that like I'm I'm not a, I'm not for censorship when it comes to this type of stuff. Like I, I think it should it should exist, but for me personally, I'm just not interested in watching this. Like just it doesn't it doesn't pique my fancy for you know the type of things that I think are fun. Um, this doesn't look fun to me <laughs> personally, but. You know, I hope that there's, you know, and I guess we're talking about a lot of people's mental health right now. I hope that, you know, the people who can enjoy this type of thing and digest it properly and realize the satirical charm in it can can enjoy it. And the people who can't process this and decide that they're going to dress up as Winnie the Pooh and go harm real people don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too concerned. I think most people who see these horror movies, they don't actually get influenced. It's the same thing that I. Yes, you know, I, I think so. I don't too. consider I don't consider video games to have no, that. Neither same do I. Effect. But it's unfortunately, like, this is the type of stuff that, you know, that I think for some people is hard to process. 
But I, I will say, what yeah. does what does factor into that conversation? I, I think that there is something to that, and we could talk about this briefly because we went through those very quickly. Which is that, like, while I don't believe that video games will cause people to go out and call and do harm, or media will go out and cause people to do harm, I think if you want to do harm, you'll do harm. It does do something to desensitize and remove the impact of what these kind of events actually mean. Like you look at anything in the media, right? We talk about it a lot, which is the fact that, oh, you could have the most violent, fucked up thing on TV and mainstream, but the second you show anything sexual, well then, no, 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 no. Pump the brakes. That's a problem. Like, why are we okay with all the the violent stuff? But my my point is it's the same influence, right? Like I could argue that, you know, showing sexual things on TV heavily influences the way people and young people frame, you know, sexual things and the same thing happens with how you frame violent things because i would argue in a country like new zealand and i'd say the same thing with the uk you're more likely to see sex and and naked bodies on television there's a whole show called naked attraction that just plays that you can stream right right? Mm -hmm. and it's a very uk thing but they don't show a lot of murder they don't show a lot of guns they don't show a lot of weapons they don't show a lot of violence on tv here but after eight o'clock you know like the, the there is no there is no um FCC to guard language right because like I've watched TV here and been like whoa they just dropped the, the f bomb at eight thirty in the at night on national television because right that stuff isn't is harmful I would say to to young people in the grand scheme of things as violence is where you know young people learning about sex and learning about these things and learning about language and things like that's not as harmful for someone who's 18 who's watched this all their life versus watching violent movies and violent video games like that's that that's the difference it's a specific type of thing yeah. that i think influences people and some people's brains can process this me and you right and a lot of other people and i'm going to say the majority of people can process this and unfortunately, there's a very small minority of people who can't. And that small yeah, minority I, is able to do harm. And one person doing harm frames it, you know, it impacts the the billion of us. So, But even if that person is, I, like I said, I still think it's the matter of the, the conversation. And there is that certain machismo and rah-rah spirit. Like, think about every every action movie, every hero. It always ends with even something like Top Gun. Like the hero is someone who killed people in planes. It's like everybody is always rallying behind somebody to think of all the superheroes. It always ends with somebody beating the shit out of somebody. Right. Look, and they try to. That's how it always goes. And it's not like and that's fine. That could be fun. And that's cool. But there is definitely the way that we perceive violence. It's not necessarily the influence of one being beaten, but it's just it's not necessarily the influence of making you want to do that thing. But it is it's so flooded in the in the mainstream across the board and all over the place where when you hear these things it's like i I fear that there is a there is a convergent point where like news and media and entertainment will all kind of blend together where oh well that's kind of like that other thing it's like well that sucks you know and then you're kind of less likely to do a thing about it right like as an adult you read the news in in russia and ukraine and you actually read and listen to the stories it's horrific oh yeah right like it's horrific. Yet now it's almost become like a bit of like a this thing that's happening in this faraway world that I'll never probably visit that comes on television for 15 minutes every day. That's yep. it's might as well be a TV show 
to most people in America in faraway places who've never been to Ukraine or don't know any Ukrainians, right? It's just another thing on television. And so it's hard to for people to really process unless you're really uh, interested is the bad word, but you're really reading into this and you know people who are from these countries and then you start to actually feel that empathy of, oh, this isn't just something that's on TV. There's real people being being murdered and raped and killed and, you know, on like in their homeland for no reason other than someone decided that this is what they wanted to go do. And unfortunately, that is the play that and again, like I'm, I work in the media, I don't I don't feel like there's necessarily responsibility for people working in the media to do this. I, I think it just kind of proves to the way that mental health works as a whole. And it's, it looks same thing with women in their in their bodies, right? Same thing. You can't watch a television show or a movie and you're saying, well, I need to look like this because this person gets all of these things because they look like this. And the television show is emphasizing that they look like this. Right. So I need to do that. So it's not just it's not just young men. It's everybody. Right. It's everybody, regardless of of sexual orientation or gender. It, it just, you know, it's unfortunately media does media does influence us. And I think there is some level of. How do you how do you find a way around this long term when so much of our culture and this is American culture is media? It's our greatest export is media. So we don't export diet. anything same else. As, same as anything yeah. else. It's a, it's so, a look. Diet. I mean, the, and, the question is what, what I always find interesting, and the thing I always bring up to people is why does Japan not have this problem? Their media is just as crazy as ours, right? The two countries yeah. that I always think of like mass conglomerates developing media for the world, it's America and Japan. Those are the two places for me. Yep. And Japan doesn't seem to have... Now, Japan's got issues with suicide. Like, a lot of issues with suicide. People jumping in front of trains. Japan's got pretty awful culture when it comes to the healthy work-life balance and relationships and sex. They've got some really messed up things the same way that every other country does. But they don't seem to have this level of issue that America does. And look, I mean, Japan's got 121 million people. Sure, America's got 365 million but, I mean, Japan, if you were to scale Japan up, it would probably be about the same as America. It's a very small place. So why exactly did they not have this issue? Oh, I wonder why. What and that could possibly be? And that sums up my feelings on all of this. Of I look at Japan, I look at their media, I look at their, their media, whether it comes from anime or even pornography or all that type of stuff, right? It's very similar to America's. Yet they don't seem to have this issue. So wonder why well it's probably they have less evil in their country that's probably why yeah you it's know got, we just gotta get rid of the evil right that fixes you can't it. well you really? can't you can't get rid of evil so sorry it's just a fact of life so we need it's to, just a thing uh, we need to militarize our schools <laughs> this is the response it's like wait a minute that's that's not what i think we were talking about but you know and so yeah talk, like i talk about it i talked about it before I, I all the time i bring up brent terhune who does who's does awesome satire but he did that he did one recently following the comments where it's like the problem is that he's like they have these unguarded doors and he's just like yeah the problem you got to go look it up on youtube but he's uh he's like yeah i'm tired of these doors and he's like well he's like no more doors and while we're at it no more windows because what's he's like otherwise because yeah i'm not gonna ruin the whole thing but you gotta check that out because this, but for, we're, getting, we're getting to the point of absurdity here yeah but look but for a country that preaches freedom where we're headed sure doesn't seem free Oh, it's, it's like it's even like, the discussions around how we contain freedom doesn't feel free. Well, you can't. That feels like that defeats the whole purpose of freedom. Now, doesn't yes. it? Yes, 
that I mean that this is yeah. So like, look, I mean, what are you trying to do? I, I'm happy that people are making creative media, but I, I do start to worry as I get older, and I see that young people are not able to, especially as young people live their lives on the computer, to a level that we didn't we didn't because it didn't exist to this level, right? Like I spent a lot of time on the computer as a, as a teenager and as a as a young adult. Yeah. And again, you were able to process this because you were able to still frame reality. And while metaverses and things sound a lot of fun to a fully formed adult, I can understand the concern for if you're a parent of a six-year-old and you're going, is my kid going to do everything in this virtual world where the consequences don't hurt the way they hurt in this physical one? So, yeah. Well, depressing, but... um, I don't want to talk about the shit, but we did. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Winnie the Pooh. Uh, maybe at the end he brings everybody back to life, and they all eat honey. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's all a ruse. Right? It's blood and honey. Well, what's the whole thing with Winnie the Pooh? Right, he just wants his honey, and like maybe maybe all these people stole his honey. Maybe they're the assholes. Now to get back to the funny, I think it would be hilarious if he had no pants in this. That's a good point. He should like if you're really going to embrace right? it, like you go for an naked, R rating, like yeah, just yeah, shirt yeah. only serial killers. So let I'm them walk you. around, yeah. belly button down, just swinging. Yep, I think that makes for a better movie. I'm with you, hundred percent, definitely. They should do that. Otherwise, they're cowards. Yes, I'm calling it straight up. All right, well, enough of that shit. Let's do some meat therapy, shall we? What you got? Anything? You said you've been working nothing. a shit ton, so you, nothing. nothing. You haven't done anything. I'm going to watch Top Gun next weekend, so we're going to spoil that next week. Yep. You would have seen Looking it twice. I've seen it. I yeah, already said it's there's, great. There's not much being watched. I tried to watch this this Anthony Hopkins movie that was called Zero Something, right? It was apparently filmed all during the pandemic, and it's all done over Zoom. And? and I couldn't. I, I made it 20 minutes through, and I couldn't do it. Sounds bad. You know, like when you're tired and you just want to watch something that you can kind of zone out to this, they were jumping all over the place and they were trying to get the zoom thing to work. And it's like, well, let's so like basically from my understanding of the first 20 minutes, he is a he's like a tech founder. And he's like, you know, building apps and talking about the human experience. And it's like the the movie starts with like this diving, like jumping around this this app. Of like, oh, here's the, you know, here's the app and here's, you know, here's like, we're looking into everyone's phone. So like every shot is like a phone looking up at somebody's face, right? Because it's supposed to be taken from like, ooh, this is, we're turning on the cell phone. We're getting a secret look into this because it's all filmed on Zoom. And so it's just, it just wasn't, I just wasn't for me. It's called Zero Contact. And the whole thing is basically like, we filmed this during the pan, produced in 17 different countries entirely virtually during the 2020 global pandemic. And like, that's the tagline of the movie. It's not a selling and it, point. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I tried and I lasted mm. 20 minutes. I just turned it off and went to bed. So it's too bad. What a shame. <laughs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. but Sonic, Sonic 2 is streaming. Okay, yeah. good. So you watch that. I'm going to watch that'll, Sonic 2 after, that'll after make we you get feel, off the, that'll make you after feel we, good. after we get off this podcast. And okay. before I go back to work in a couple of hours to finish some things, goddamn, I am going to watch Sonic Two. Great, I I hope you love it as much as I did. I so I've, I finished Archvale on the game side, and that was uh, so. Otherwise, I'm just play, I'm still playing Cyberpunk. Speaking of shooting people, but I do play that game non lethally until you can't. <laughs> you know, people start shooting you. What are you going to do? Shoot back. 
Um, and then, uh, although, damn, there's some stuff in that game where it's like non-lethal. It's a giant hammer, and then you're swinging away. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's be real. I killed that dude when I swung that hammer at him. But anyway, that game's, I still love that game. I'm so happy I decided to start playing it uh, 18 months after it came out. And wow, what a, what a fun, what, I am just having a blast with this game. It's so good. Um, but I did also start watching the, I watched the first two episodes of the Kenobi, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show. Yeah. Yes. Those two episodes came out yesterday. First episode was dumb. The second episode, I am in. This show is great. And there, it, it just, I think my problem with the first episode, I had a lot of problems with the first episode because I was like, oh, God damn it. This is just, Star Wars sucks now. Like, it, it doesn't suck. I've been, I've been watching it and I'm like, this is fine. But it's like, can we please get the fuck off Tatooine? I'm tired of this, guys. You have more budget. You're Disney. Get the fuck off this planet. You got a universe. They, they, like they've what got is a, happening? They've Why got are a we sky still? they've got a Skywalker and I know like but it's it's Skywalker and Skywalker adjacent problem. Everything out of this vast galaxy far far away with all these worlds. We end up on like the same four planets with a with someone who knows a Skywalker. <laughs> And that's why episode, and, and obviously you're going to have that when you have a central character in Obi-Wan Kenobi, his background, of course, yes, intrinsically that's related. So you, so you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Fine. But episode two of this show, things get real good because they go to a planet that I've never seen before. And it's funny because I've been playing cyberpunk and this is basically the cyberpunk planet and it's awesome. And shit goes down and I'm digging this villain who they got. I got to give a shout out to this, uh, to the name here. Because Flea? What? Is it Flea? <laughs> is it Flea? From no. Red Hot Jelly Peppers. No. I believe Flea this? is in one of these episodes. By the okay. Way. Well, is that a spoiler? Because. No, I think he's in one of the first two episodes. Oh, okay. If he is, I missed it because. No, it's the woman, uh, Moses Ingram. She's like the main villain and she's like terrifying and it's great. Mm-hmm. So she, and, Flea is yeah. a space kidnapper. I've not watched it, but he is a space. Kidnapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then okay. Does, uh, that okay. does that explain it for you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know that was flea, <laughs> uh, but that makes sense now that I know that is flea. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Got it. So he, he was in the first two episodes. Spoiler alert. I don't know. Actually, is he coming to that? I don't know. They killed somebody, not him. I don't think so. Anyway, the um, but yeah, it was interesting to see some people pop up. And you're like, oh shit, he's in this thing. Um, now it's pretty obvious, I guess. Uh, but Kumail Nanjiani, he shows up in the second episode. Um, but the first episode was all set up, and they there's like another. It's this person as a kid, and you're like, I hate this person. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate this person, but I do hate kid version of this person. Like this yeah. is annoying and then you guess okay so this character's point is that is to annoy the shit out of out of uh obi-wan you're like okay got it cool uh they're doing their job because they're annoying the shit out of me too and so great good on you but you and mcgregor awesome this villain awesome and if that's the main driving narrative is this uh cat and mouse game throughout six episodes of this show then i'm on board it's got some tie-ins with the game the Jedi Fallen Order, which was awesome. And that was actually a uh, title. You talk about a, something without that's like they got a st- uh, Skywalker problem. 
one of the best things about that game, zero, zero cameos from any other, um, from any other, uh, from like any of the main trilogy movies. I think Forrest Whitaker shows up for a hot second. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. That game's excellent. And they just announced a sequel. So I'm pretty hyped about that because the game is just awesome. And yeah, Obi-Wan, I'd say give it a chance. Give it a chance. Even if you got uh, Star Wars burnout, I don't blame you. It's fine. But I really like uh, I really like the direction this one's going. Once they hit episode two, episode one was all set up. Someone loses a hand. That was unexpected and cool. Star Wars also has a uh, they hate hands. People get hands cut off all the time. Um, so when it happened here, it was horrifying, but also pretty funny. So check it out. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Other than that, I haven't seen shit. We'll talk more about uh, Top Gun next week. I'll have two viewings under my belt. Who knows? Maybe three. Got a long weekend. Wow. Who knows what's going to wow. happen? All I right. doubt it. I mean, I still need to see everything everywhere all at once. So if I'm going to see a second movie, if I'm going to see another yes. movie this weekend, it's going to be that. Yes, I agree. Go see that. Well, until then, you know. Look at this. We're doing two weeks in a row. It's been a while since we've done two weeks in a row, but we did it. I don't see a reason why we wouldn't do it next week unless one of us gets canceled for making a cookout joke. Can't imagine who that would be, though. And uh, not enough people listen about to this to even make that. So be cool. Be cool about it. Okay. <laughs> if you already tweeted, say, uh, just kidding. That didn't happen. Don't go listen. Uh, all right. He's abroad.com. Check it out. If you're Russian bots who keep filling up our comment section, stop doing that, please. And <laughs> if you go there and you're not a Russian bot, click those links up top to subscribe. Review us I on iTunes. That would be great. I, I do have a solution to fix that. But I thought I wonderful. I can't wait. Oh my god, it's flooding the emails all the time. It's insane. But until next week, this podcast is over. <laughs>